Welcome to the Keep Texas Red podcast, where we discuss the importance of true conservative values. Follow us on KeepTexasRed.org. And now, here's your host, campaign strategist and political commentator, Joseph Vargas. We have a very special guest today. Our guest is a New Zealand author, several books and films, speaker, filmmaker, and researcher, uh, including The Enemies Within and The Enemies Within the Church, which discusses infiltration of Marxist communists into our government. Uh, welcome to our Keep Texas Red podcast, Trevor Loudon. Uh, thanks very much for having me on, Joseph. Good to see you. Oh, it's great to see you, Trevor. Now, let's get right into the uh, a little bit of your background. So you are from New Zealand. So how did you decide to get involved in researching and writing and exposing the infiltration of Marxists and communists in our government? Well, I've always done it in New Zealand because New Zealand has a very strong communist movement. But I started looking at the American Democratic Party in the 2000s and I discovered Obama's ties to Frank Marshall Davis, the Hawaiian communist. I wrote several articles about it. Glenn Beck started using my information on his chalkboards. I exposed Van Jones, the communist green job czar, who was kicked out of the White House. And then since then, I've come to live in America. I make movies. Uh, I lecture all over the country. I write books, do podcasts. So I'm a, I'm a full-time anti-communist activist now. So now, how do you define what communism is? And how have they infiltrated so many areas of government in America? You know, that's interesting because a lot of people, they look at the world and they think there's only a few communist countries left. Communism isn't really the economic system of a country. China has uh, more business than many countries, but it's communist. Vietnam has a lot of business, but it's communist. Um, Marx talked about the stages of development, you know, primitive communism, feudalism, uh, capitalism, socialism. The, the uh, China and Vietnam and Russia have all gone back. They tried to go from socialism to from, from feudalism to capitalism. They tried to go from feudalism to socialism without going through capitalism. So they've all gone back to capitalism. Now they're going back to socialism and they're on the path to world revolution. So, so what, what it is basically, uh, we were communist, modern communism today is, is bringing down America, bringing down Israel. Um, it is overthrowing the church. It is undermining families. It's undermining borders. Um, it's the environmental movement, the radical gay movement. All of these things are manifestations of the communist movement. Everything from the invasion of Ukraine by Putin to the open southern borders to the critical race theory in your schools to the environmental movement, it's all communist. Okay, you mentioned a point, Ukraine. So let's talk about Ukraine for a bit here. So prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the media was exposing a lot of corruption that was going on along with violation of human rights in Ukraine. But as soon as Russia invaded, the media changed their narrative and all of a sudden Ukraine became like a hero and a victim. So what's behind all this, Trevor? Well, yeah, I have a different view than many on our side. 
Um, I think the oh, the massive um, emphasis on corruption in Ukraine was Russian-driven and was setting Ukraine up for an invasion. The Russians have been demonizing Ukraine as a Soros state, as a Nazi state, as a uh, corrupt state for a very long time in preparation for the invasion they're taking on now. Now, um, so I, I see, you know, Putin as a neo-communist. He is, he is a communist. He's working with China. He's working with Iran. He's working with North Korea. And what we're seeing now, if it's allowed to continue, is the first stage of World War Three, the kinetic stage of World War Three. It will not stop at Ukraine. It'll go into the Baltics and Europe, and then it'll conf confront NATO, and America will either get in a war against three foreign, three or four foreign powers, or will back down and will lose Europe. That's that's where I see it going. So. Yes, there is corruption in Ukraine, but Ukraine has been demonized, much like American conservatives have been demonized for the last few years as fascist, Nazi, corrupt, etc. And Ukraine is being demonized and softened for the invasion. And um, just like just like Americans have been softened up, you know, uh, for the socialism in America. The American conservatives have been demonized. Um, free Ukraine has been demonized by the same communist elements. And so we should actually have sympathy for the people in Ukraine rather than calling them Nazis and corrupt because that's really the opposite of the truth here. Now let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. You know, initially the media first said it was Russian propaganda and now, little by little, they seem to be admitting that it's real. So what was behind the cover-up, and why do you think they're all of a sudden coming out and talking about it now? Well, this is my cynical interpretation. They obviously covered it up, which dealt, which, which really exposed Biden and the, both of the Bidens' long-term relationship with, uh, with China. But, but Joe Biden's also had a very long-term relationship with Russia going back to the 1970s. So I think what has happened, they wanted to cover it up so Joe Biden would win the election because Trump was just too hard on China and Russia. So what they did, did that, but now the left is seeing they can't win with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is an impediment. He's a disaster. And Kamala Harris is a disaster. So I think they're allowing this narrative to go forward as an excuse to impeach him and get him out of the way so they can put Pete Buttigieg or someone like that, someone who's a little bit more acceptable and a little bit more with it to, to take his place. Okay, now if we move along to the, the border issue, the border crisis, um, the National Guard and even the Border Patrol, they've been instructed to process illegal aliens. And uh, instead of returning them uh, to their native countries, they're actually handing them over to non-government organizations or NGOs like Catholic Charities, among many others, who then help them be transported all across the United States. Uh, Homeland Security is silent. Uh, elected officials are silent. Even the media is silent on this invasion. So what is going on with this, Trevor? Well, this is the main communist plan for bringing the country to its knees. 
you know, this the, the, the illegal immigration movement started with Burke Corona in California in the 60s, a Communist Party member. He trained a whole bunch of illegal immigration activists. One of them was Alisao Medina, a Marxist who was Obama's immigration advisor. See, the, see so, so the Democrats a long time ago used to be very anti-illegal immigration because the unions hated illegal immigrants because they took union jobs and broke union strikes. But in the 90s, they figured out, well, if we want to take America down, we've got to flood the border and we've got to bring in millions and millions of new Democrats. So that's, that's what the plan is. It's to give these people citizenship so they can vote Democrat so they can completely take over the country. But here's, here's something else. There's an American uh, Communist Party called Liberation Road. It supports China. These are the people that gave us Black Lives Matter. They are working with the Mexican president's political party, Morena, a left-wing party. AMLO, the president of Mexico, is a communist, former member of the Mexican Communist Party, helped Fidel Castro and Lula with his Sao Paulo Forum, the organization that spread communism right through Latin America. This is what the plan is. Venezuela a few years ago had 30 million people and was very rich. A few years of socialism and 20% of the population left the country. Well, Mexico's got 130 million people. AMLO is going full on Venezuela in Mexico right now. He's socializing and wrecking the Mexican economy. They know it will wreck the Mexican economy, but that's the plan because we are 20% of 130 million people going to go to, do you think? Now, recently in the news, you've probably heard how so many companies have been going what we call woke. You know, one example is how Disney is saying that they're going to groom children to accept the LGBT and the transgender movement oreo cookies also i don't know if you saw it but they came out with a commercial about coming out as gay i mean oreo cookies being a cookie company they're actually now joining the bandwagon so now is this part of the uh environmental social governance or what's better known as the esg or what is going on with these companies that are pushing all these lefties agendas it's, it's marxism it's cultural marxism you know, the gay agenda was started again by a man called Harry Hay, a Communist Party USA member. The, the gay, radical gay movement is completely communist. But now it has spread right through the churches, it's spread into companies, and it's called wokeism. Wokeism is just the same as, uh, remember the Chinese Cultural Revolution, where you'd see pictures of people in, in, in crowds and that, that have these people with with dunce caps on or cap or signs around their neck and everybody would vilify them because their father owned a factory or their father had a farm or something. So they had capitalist privilege. Well, wokeism is so, so all these people would be raising their consciousness, using these people to raise the consciousness of the masses to issues of racial issues of class inequality. What, what wokeism is, is raising people's consciousness to the pro to to gay oppression, to racial oppression, to class oppression. It is just cultural Marxism. Wokeism is 
is the same as what was happening in the Chinese Cultural Revolution. It's Maoism, it's Marxism, and now it's in business, it's in churches. We used to call it political correctness, but political correctness is basically cultural Marxism. So we're in a revolution everywhere we look, from business to sport to the church to the border to the gutting of the military to the unions uh, to the media to the education system. It is we are in a communist revolution and it's unfolding right before our very eyes. Now, Trevor, in regards to the uh, people that may be saying that we're calling everything communism, what do you respond to those people? Well, I do the research. I read these people's publications. You know, Black Lives Matter. I can identify you, the Chinese communists behind that. I can identify you, tell, show you uh, in video their links with the Chinese consulate in San Francisco. I can detail you the links between Liberation Road and the, the Mexican political party and how they talk. I can show you how they talk about illegal immigration being the road to the American Revolution. I can tell you, I can show you the communists involved in the LGBTQ movement. I've just done a two-hour documentary, Enemies Within the Church, detailing, naming the Marxists within the church, including a whole bunch of whistleblowers who give their personal testimony. So I don't say things lightly. I just read their stuff and quote their own words because this is what they're trying to do. And I think it's notable to say that you're uh, you're one of the top researchers that I know. Uh, the way you've tracked down the Marxism, communism, and, and even elected officials in government, and even your books, they always you're not just making statements. You always provide the evidence. So it's very important for anybody that has any doubts to go and research your material, so they can actually read and you collect the, you connect the dots for them on there with your research. Yeah, like look. My 700-page book, you know, Communist uh, Enemies Within Communist Socialists and Progressives in the U.S. Congress. Well, there's 100 pages of footnotes in that. Um, what I say in those books and my movie Enemies Within, I say there's about 100 members of the U.S. Congress, including the chairmanships of virtually every committee and about 25 members of the U.S. Senate, again, including the chairman of every major committee, who couldn't pass a background, who were so involved with the communist movement or Iran or Cuba or North Korea or China, they couldn't pass an FBI background check to drive a school bus in your county or any other county. But there are no background checks in Congress or the Senate at all. You think the Chinese know this and the Iranians might know about it and the Communist Party might know about it. And Democratic Socialists of America might know about it. But surely our enemies wouldn't exploit that against America, would, would they? That's a very good point to consider here. Uh, now, Trevor, currently, uh, if you mention the New World Order on social media, uh, you'll be flagged with a disclaimer that says that the New World Order is a conspiracy theory. However, at even the recent World Economic Forum, several of the speakers talk about the new world order out in the open. So what is the new world order they're talking about and how will it affect the average American? Well, see, this even Joe Biden mentioned it the other day. 
This phrase has been around for a long time. The new world order is basically globalized socialism. You know, Klaus Schwab talks about the new world order. He, you will have, you will have nothing and you'll be happy. You know, Klaus Schwab has a bust of Lenin in his office. You can see it in interviews. He's got a bust of Lenin, the leader of the, of the Russian revolution right behind him. See, see, uh, there's a lot of people who have a misunderstanding, they think, and there's people out there who genuinely believe this. They say Putin's going to save us from the new world order. The new world order is the globalists. It is, um, it is big tech. It is, uh, it is, um, George Soros and they're all trying to develop a world government and Putin's standing against this. Putin is the new world order. The new world order is global communism and Putin is a communist. He, he, he organized and keynoted an international communist youth festival in Sochi, Russia, just a couple of years ago to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Bolshevik revolution. And he told these 30,000 young kids, go for it. The future is yours. Put, you know, what we see is global, you know, George Soros, globalism. This is all under the control of communist China and Russia. They are centralizing these world institutions. The United Nations has been under the control of Russia and China for decades. UNESCO, all these big globalist organizations, the World Bank, etc., have been controlled or influenced by Russia and China or subversive elements within the United States. We you know the United States has been penetrated by communists at the highest levels for a hundred years now. Remember, it was the Communist Party USA member Alga Hiss, an identified Soviet spy that set up the United Nations, that wrote the United Nations Charter. So, so what we see is that the, the New World Order and communism aren't separate. They overlap. The communists control the New World Order, and Putin is a part of that. So now, in your recent film, the enemies within the church, you expose how a lot of these Marxists and communists are infiltrating churches in America. And in a previous book and film that you have, which the enemies within, you expose how the Marxist communists infiltrated the government. So how have they infiltrated both government and churches without anybody really finding out? Well, you know, America has really had no significant internal security for, for nearly 40 years now. Since the 1970s, the FBI is not focused on communism, especially since the fall of the Berlin Wall. There's no focus on communism at all. Um, the CIA only focuses on now things like radical Islam, Islamic terrorists, etc., and, and communist China, obviously. But it, but it's abandoned all interest in internal communism. And so the communists in this country have taken over the labor movement. They've taken over the education system from top to bottom. They've taken over Hollywood. They've taken over most of the media. They've taken over the journalism colleges, the Democratic Party, parts of the Republican Party. The only, and, and the mainstream churches. They started infiltrating the mainstream churches in the 1920s. The very first communist front in America was was the Methodist Federation for Social Action because they understood that the churches are the backbone of America. 
And if you could twist or corrupt the churches or turn them socialist, you could turn America socialist. So they started infiltrating the Bible colleges. They infiltrated the seminaries. The, 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 nobody did anything about it. But over a period of, of time, they, they got in a position where they controlled all of the mainstream churches. They, they affiliated those with the World Council of Churches, which are controlled by the Russian KGB. Uh, they infiltrated the Catholic Church. Now you have a Marxist Pope and Pope Francis. All they didn't have were the evangelicals and the Baptists, Southern Baptists. And these were the crazy conservatives who would go out and vote for a Ronald Reagan or a Donald Trump and set them back 20 years. So about 15 years ago, through the Gospel Coalition, Tim Keller uh, and others, a very big attempt was made to infiltrate the churches. And they have been, been using social justice, critical race theory, the concept of white privilege, the LGBTQ agenda, um, ending global warming, refugee resettlement, welcoming illegal immigrants, all Marxist programs, they are now integrated into almost, I'd say, 80% of the churches in America to some degree or another, and almost all of the Bible colleges and all of the universities. The Bible colleges and the, and the uh, seminaries are where the American universities were 10 years ago. Almost Marxist, not quite there yet, but they're pretty darn close. Now, Trevor, in regard to these churches in America, why do you think more pastors are not standing up? Well, some of them are actually neutralized. Some of them are actually Marxists. But it's like, why are so many journalists not standing up? Why are so many politicians not standing up? Because the dominant culture is Marxist. But, but see... Okay, back in 1955, your famous senator from Texas, LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, introduced a change to the American tax code, the Johnson Amendment, which forbade all pastors from endorsing candidates from the pulpits. Now, LBJ was a leftist. He was involved in the Communist Front as a young man. People think he's some conservative Democrat. He brought socialism into America like you wouldn't believe. But what he did, he, he gave the pastors an excuse to shut their mouths. A few years after that, um, they took prayer out of schools. Then a few years after that, they passed Roe v. Wade legalizing abortion. They took the pastors out of the public square by telling them you can't endorse candidates. And a lot of pastors took that to mean, well, I can't talk about anything political. I'll lose my tax-free status. My church will collapse. And so now you've got a whole generation of pastors who believe they should have nothing to do with politics. Or if they do, it should be left-wing politics. And they are sitting in their little churches doing absolutely nothing while the country is going to hell around them and feel they have no responsibility for it whatsoever. You know, we, we were given three institutions to govern us. We were given the church, the family, and civil government. All of them are godly institutions, or should be. And when the churches are leading the family and are moral, taking moral stands, the family is sound, and the politicians look to the church for guidance. When the church bows out, the families fall into ruin, 
and the civil government gets way out of control and starts taking everything over. Could that be where we are now? Now, for those of you that may be listening and finding a lot of this information incredible, I'd like to invite you to go look up Trevor Lauder's research, look at his books. He connects the dots and he provides evidence for every one of his statements that he's making, which leads us to Trevor. Where can uh, listeners find out more about you and your research? Well, go to trevorloudon.com, trevorloudon.com, but you'll have to put that in the search bar at the top of the page. If you try and Google it, well, Google has forgotten my IP address. So trevorloudon.com, you can, all my books are available in the store on my site, or you can go to enemieswithinthechurch.com and see a trailer to the Enemies Within the Church movie, order copies there you can uh, download it or you can order a hard dvd or whatever but that will knock your socks off that is the best thing we've ever done and we're getting people ordering a hundred copies at a time and putting it around their churches giving it to their pastors it is selling like it's just lunacy how fast it's going out the door so so trevorloudon.com or enemieswithinthechurch.com so trevor uh in conclusion, what would you tell our listeners to encourage them to do in order to save our country for future generations? Well, I, I say only truth can save us now. We've got to be very bold. We've got to be very clear about what we're talking about. We've got to um, expect great things of our politicians. So we've got an election coming up now. See, what I've been noticing around the country is there are there are hundreds of new groups springing up everywhere you go. Hardcore constitutionalists, moms for liberty. People have been sitting at home for a year watching their, reading their kids' school textbooks and watching their cities burned and an election stolen and are waking up. Join those groups. Um, get active in your civic groups. Get very active in the upcoming primaries. Uh, get as many conservatives into, into con Congress as you possibly can. Um, the Republican Party is getting more conservative every day at the grassroots, and the Democrat Party is getting more communist every day. We have to get rid of the moderate, weak, wimpy elements of the Republican Party, take it over, and prepare the way for a, a, a Trump or a Trump-like presidency or something like that in 2024. And we have to work in 2022 to set that up. If we lose 2022, we have a communist America. Simple as that. Well, Trevor, we want to thank you for taking the time to share your research, your knowledge, and your wisdom with us. And thank you very much for being on our Keep Texas Red podcast today. Thank you. And look, if Texas, Texas has to stay red because if we lose Texas, we lose the country. It is the, it's the state of freedom, the state that, uh, that, that was its own country once. You don't have to tell Texans about liberty. So absolutely keep Texas red. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Keep Texas Red podcast. Follow us on keeptexasred.org.